welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started if you haven't heard about anger it's the easiest way to make your podcast let me tell you why first of all it's free you pay no fee whatsoever it's absolutely totally free There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Welcome everyone to a new podcast episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. And in today's episode, I'm not going to be speaking about Uh, the personal bill of rights right now but I think it would be interesting to talk about something else that caught my attention lately and that is one of the new videos that Dr. Romani recently uploaded and she talks about breadcrumbing in it and her video entitled what is breadcrumbing she's one of the very influential uh, personalities that I follow on YouTube who talk about uh, terms that relate to narcissistic relationships and she's a professional obviously so she knows what she's talking about. So breadcrumbing briefly you know how the narcissist gets everything like 90% of the time 90% of the things that are there in their relationship, be it in a romantic relationship, a family relationship, or a workplace professional one, the narcissist has it all. Like he or she gets the the pride, the validation, the, the respect, the mutuality, the reciprocity, etc. They get it all. But what about you? What about the victim? The person who gives it all. The giver. So when the narcissist takes it all, they give a little. Simply because we all know that they have so little empathy and so much entitlement that they don't care about anybody else. They sort of have this contempt towards others. Now, this episode is inspired by her videos, by this video in particular, and I'm just gonna, you know, go back and forth between what she said and what my ideas are, but practically 
she made it more comprehensible and more digestible. So, um, so like I said, they consume a lot and they give too little. And what they give is very, very, very negligible. And it goes away so fast. You know, it's a tiny, it's what she said here, a tiny bit of validation from them that is given in a very sparse and scarce period of time. And in scarce times also, like the frequency is also very, very little. And when you get that tiny bit of validation, you feel like you have accomplished something with this person. You feel like there's a miracle going on. And that's the terrible thing about breadcrumbing. Is that tiny little bit of things that they give you. It's literally breadcrumbs. You know, the very tiny little remainings of a piece of bread that uh, they give you. Essentially, if we translate breadcrumbing, what it means, in the literal sense, it literally means famine. Imagine someone rich giving you breadcrumbs in order for you to stay alive, but barely. You're not satisfied, you're not eating, you're just uh, feeding on those breadcrumbs just barely enough for you to stay alive. And that is the breadcrumbing. The famine. You are starved of all the validation, respect, mutuality, all of it. All of it in the eyes of the narcissist and in the narcissistic relationship, all of that is thrown away like a freaking garbage. They don't care. For you, you're starved. So what happens when you get when they give you those breadcrumbs, the, those tiny little pieces of bread that are gonna keep you starving but also alive? You unfortunately grab onto them. You grab onto that tiny little amount of kindness that they show you, or decency that they, or courtesy, some sort of, you know. A behavior of courtesy that they show you once in a very limited while uh, when they show you some kind of respect once in a century or a validation they one like one time in a freaking year they would agree with you on something like you finally say something and they finally agree with you it's you grab onto them because you're starving of that love and attention and all those terms that are supposed to be, you know, mutual between both parties. Like there's supposed to be a reciprocity, but not in narcissistic relationships. So in a narcissistic relationship, it happens through a cycle. And she said that the cycle, in other episodes, she said that the cycle of a narcissistic relationship is usually love bombing first, then the devaluation, and then the discard, and then the hoover, and then the replacement, 
and then the hoover, and then go back to the cycle, basically. Breadcrumbing happens after the devaluation process, right before the discard. Why? Because it happens exactly when you're about to want to leave, when you're about to make the decision to distance yourself, to limit the contact, to show that you're not interested anymore, and you're, you're getting good at and better at setting boundaries with them, that's when they trick you with their breadcrumbing to keep you coming back. Because to the narcissist, you're not deserving of anything valuable. Remember what we said earlier, all they want is everything for themselves. They don't care about anybody else. They're so entitled and so self-centered. They don't look at you as a human being. They only look at you as some sort of a tool or something for like a uh, pleasure, kind of. So they keep you hooked on this play, this role play here, to keep you hoping. And essentially that's what it is. You're hoping for some change in the relationship because you're so tired of them ill-treating you all the time. And when you're hoping and then you get that one day of them, for example, finally doing something you've always told them that they should do. For example, they finally happen to stop cursing at you or stop or, or actually uh, helping you, they finally decide to help you uh, do something as stupid as throwing away the trash or uh, helping you in some sort of an essay, they finally like do it. Or in bigger uh, events like helping you raise the kids, for example, or take care of someone ill. or the other way around, when they finally stop doing the things that you've always warned them about doing them, about doing. For example, you've always warned them about uh, their language, and they finally just one day decide to stop cursing at you or in front of the kids, or they finally stop um, uh, parking the car somewhere they shouldn't, etc. The examples are endless, but here. They keep you hooked on that hope, is what they want you to do. Because that one day the toxic person changes for the better, you're hoping by that time that finally things are changing for the better. And guess what? And guess what? And this works essentially because it works in their favor, basically. And their goal of you staying longer in the relationship is actually happening. Now, they want you to stay longer in the relationship, and now you are achieving their goal. In fact, with breadcrumbing, what happens is that, like Dr. Ramani said, a lot of victims actually find themselves staying, and she actually has been told herself that the victims of the narcissistic relationships 
stay for years longer than how it should have been. It's crazy. But that's what it is. You know, the, the narcissists are skillful, cunning people who would use whatever it takes to keep you there. Hooked on them. And the breadcrumbs, what they do is because they will confuse you with the cycle going on, because you're really confused with what's going on in a relationship, you don't understand that it's, it's what's going on. And it, and it, it isn't... It isn't balanced at all, like one time you get the love bombing, then you get the devaluation, then you get the manipulation, then you get the kindness and respect and niceness again, and it's all over the place. The breadcrumbs, when you're finally about to leave and finally decide to set your boundaries, those tiny little things that are distant that they do will place a seed of doubt, like she said here, in your mind. So that case, so in that case, you will gaslight yourself and you will not be able to understand or have the clear, undeniable belief that you should leave and this relationship has is nowhere to go, basically. It's a dead end. So this is what she said. They see you, they see you're about to leave, and then they will breadcrumb you to stay in the relationship with a little effort. See, all they do is they breadcrumb you with the smallest amount of effort. They don't have to exert much effort anymore. And then, with you giving in a little too soon, because you're really, you're so confused as to what's going on, you just decide to stay. But it's not always successful. I mean, it does work, and I said it. It does work if you're willing to keep it working. The breadcrumbing process stops if you decide to put a limit, an absolute deadly limit to their uh, behavior. If you keep relying on them to, for a change, for a better kind of uh, behavior on their part, all you're going to receive is that tiny little change for only a few days, you know, only a few hours, for a very short period of time. And then by the time you sort of, quote-unquote, get used to it, they go back to the same pattern of behavior. So what's changed then? Nothing. They just show you that what they're that actually they're quote unquote capable of it, but they're not people prone to change. They like the way they are because essentially they're very entitled and self-absorbed, and essentially they like empathy. They don't look at things the way you do. They don't feel how you feel. So they keep it that way. So now it's your turn to put a limit to this. When you stop relying on the narcissist to change, for the relationship to get better, you have to be self-reliant and stop depending on them. Because for your sanity, first of all, you're not going to you know, achieve, reach that expectation that you have with the narcissist every time. In fact, 
10% of the times is when you're actually going to reach those expectations and things go downhill from there and it all goes back to circle and to zero and it, it may not go, it may not spiral, uh, it may not spiral, I don't know how to speak anymore, it may not spiral upwards from there. So you might as well not depend on them as much anymore. And I answered the question why many times, but I'm going to repeat it again. Why do they breadcrumb their victims? Essentially, they devalue intimacy in relationships. They look at it as something vain, not really accomplishing. Okay? They, sort of like they have this contempt for human relationships. But in, in, in other words, like Dr. Ramani said here, they like the idea of a relationship, but they don't really uh, act on it, act on how a relationship should be. Let's not talk only about romantic relationships, because at this point I only talked about romantic relationships, but in family relationships also, breadcrumbing happens especially to children and adult children. If one child has narcissistic parents, they are highly, highly susceptible to breadcrumbing because, and again, I'm quoting what she said, but I'm also paraphrasing, because children, all they want from their parents is for them to notice them because they want to show and impress their parents so that they can receive appreciation and validation and love from their parents. But because narcissistic parents are all up in their asses and they don't care about anybody else, they will breadcrumb their kids with the smallest, tiniest little favors that they do for them to keep their smile on their faces. For example, once in four years, they will tell their child, I'm so proud of you, you made me happy for whatever, for finally graduating or for finally making it in mass. I don't know, just any type of example. This happens in family context as well. And in the workplace, it's similar. If the boss is someone who's self-centered, he's really all about himself, really self-absorbed, he will not care for his employees as much. All he cares about is paying them barely enough money to cover their expenses for a month and then ordering them to work their asses off so hard that that you know, it just gets, it, it just stays like that, you know? But what he, the, the boss might do to, quote-unquote, compensate for them is, for example, um, buy them some sort of a, a gift, you know, once in a while, or, uh, like, have a gathering together and have... A collective lunch as a way to uh, reward them for their efforts. 
And the employees will think of that as a huge deal because they never really received something like that on a consistent basis. Because it's really rare for an employer to, to afford, well, he can't afford it, obviously, but to offer such a thing, they really appreciate it to the point where it becomes something that they grab onto so hard that, you know, they're not going to quit the job. They're going to work and stay in the company longer because now they see that the boss is finally looking up to them and is encouraging them. And I say the word finally and emphasize on it. So in either case, it's up to the victim, to the person, to put a limit to this by being self-reliant and by knowing their own value. You know, the narcissist looks at you as a bug that can be easily squashed. You don't want to look at yourself that way. You want to know your own value. You want to know what you allow and what you don't allow. When you give so much to the narcissist and barely receive enough that's going to cover your emotional health, just don't get those breadcrumbs and try to eat them because you're starving. And I'd like to suggest this. Throw away those breadcrumbs. Get rid of them. Because they're not going to do you any good. They might as well be contaminated. So just throw them away. Get rid of them. Forget about them. Because you are worthy of something much more than just breadcrumbs. You are worthy of healthy fully compassionate and respectful and loving relationships that last, but also that fulfill you as well as your partner. And you're, you're not the only one investing in the relationship, but so is your partner. Because that's what a real relationship is all about. Forget about narcissists, forget about their bullshit, their nasty, human beings who are out there to get people because they have suffered enough in their childhood and now they're going after people because they want to make others feel how they felt when they were children. But it's never your fault to be in that position and to have to receive that kind of punishment from someone who was, who had already been punished out of their will. If you can break that cycle and find someone who's going to love you more than you ever wish for. They're going to give you as much as you want. And you're going to give them as much as they want. And with the, when the mute, mutual exchange happens, that's when a relationship is balanced. So strive for that. Self-evolutionaries, do not look back to narcissistic relationships where they will give you breadcrumbs and tell you to be grateful for it, okay? You're better than that. You deserve more. You deserve a healthy, established, compassionate, loving relationship. You're better off single, actually, than to stay in a narcissistic, abusive relationship. If you know what I mean. But if you're on to a relationship, Look for 
one that is going to fulfill you as well as your partner. All right. So that's it. It's kind of a short episode today. And um, so I shared something new today and I hope you found it educational and I hope you got you learned something from today's episode. All right. That's it. So, folks, that's a wrap for this episode, and as you can guess, this is my goodbye speech. (laughs) Uh, Just kidding. I hope you found this episode enlightening to some degree. You can always like, comment, favorite, share, and even subscribe to this podcast here on Anchor FM or any other platform where you'll find my podcast available, like Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, Radio Public, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and recently I've added my podcast in TuneIn as well as Red Circle. That's where you'll find my podcast also available. I'd also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee. If you have any topic suggestions, questions, some feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message and I'll take care of that. So to conclude, this was Self Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maram, and I will see you in the next episode.